0: The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get a $100 uh, bonus at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge. Five hundred dollars in cash and prizes are up for grabs, exclusively on the SGPN app. And welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me tonight, as always, is my brother Nick Olzak. How we doing, sir? Doing good. Doing good. Um, coming off a tough loss
1: last week in fantasy, dropping to nine and four. Had a big lead coming into the week, but then we got in those later days, those Saturdays, those Sundays, couldn't keep it together. Lost by a final score, 538.5 to 530.7. It's crazy how you can get 500 points and still lose in a fantasy matchup. But we did, but got through the last three weeks, which were really hard. Went one and two through that stretch, so got a few easier opponents. And then I got another tough schedule at the end of the year. So mm-hmm. hoping to pull through with that. Currently sitting in third place, with you creeping up on the doorstep. Both of us sitting at nine and four right now. So I can't really have any, you know, mess ups because I know you'll just hop right over me in the standings. But uh, outside of that, everything's good. Uh, mm-hmm. Had had hot uh, hockey over the weekend. Played against a solid Northwestern team. We dropped both games, but they're both one goal games, really respectable, especially against a bigger school. Got Illinois State this weekend on the ice, so it should be some good games. But, yeah, ready to get into some NHL action here as we got a lot of games on the docket tonight.
0: Yeah, a lot of action going on tonight on Tuesday, January 10th of the new year. Happy new year to you as well if we didn't cover that last week. I I think we did, but not sure if we did. Yeah, I think so. Mm But yeah feeling pretty good right now. I'm uh, you know sitting right behind you here in the standings, I believe uh, just you know separated by points, which is nice for you because you've got about mm. 300 more than me so that'll be a nice little healthy tiebreaker for you. Uh, man, kind of peeping the show a little bit here you know tonight we're mm. talking waivers per usual, but we also put a little bit of a focus on defense tonight. We're, you know we're covering some colder you know defensive players in fantasy, you know guys that should be easily dropped off your list. And I got Mm -hmm. Mo Sider. I know somewhere packed up in there because he's having a just you know terrible season. He's got three assists tonight, and I'm of course I'm going (laughs) up against him in fantasy. No love, Mm -hmm.
1: no love from Mo.
0: Well, we'll we'll get to him a little bit later in the show, but I was up by like a lot in my matchup, and then I just I literally Mm -hmm. as you were you know talking about the points and the standings and everything, I looked at my matchup. I'm like I'm losing. What happened, Mo Sider? Mm -hmm. Damn. Uh, But yeah, we got we got some good stuff for you guys ready tonight. Uh, We got waivers, like I said, we've got some defense that are you know on a cold streaks guys that we feel good about you know letting go uh let's dive right into it here the first up we do have a defenseman we've got mr brady shea of the carolina hurricanes he is only 33 percent rostered i nick i know you've had him on your team a few times this season i've talked about him a bit he's got goals and back-to-back games he's buzzing right now what do you think
1: yeah he's buzzing for sure um i've just kind of gotten him in as a streaming option mm-hmm. nothing really long term for him personally on my team but you know in a deeper league i think he could be uh very v- valuable and very profitable, like I said, goals, back-to-back games. But outside of that, his production's just kind of, mm, eh, it's like not going to hurt you. It's not going to be like the biggest difference maker. Mm-hmm. So I would ride the hot hand while he has it. And then once he starts to veer off that production, I would get rid of him. Because, yeah, it's not really season-long production that right. he's had down the stretch here. So, yeah, I would definitely be cautiously optimistic about Brady Shea. But when I got him in, I got him in both games. He scored, so I can't even complain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think he, yeah, I think he's definitely on the more optimistic side of things. Um, the team has now lost three in a row. Super random because they've just been tearing it up. I believe they won uh, seven or eight in a row before that. Uh, and in this last stretch of ten games here, he's got seven points and he's a plus seven. He's got three goals and four assists. I.e., you know, the two goals in the last two games. He also has an assist in his last two games as well, and he has about. Uh, four assists, you know, total in his last ten. He's averaging seven point nine fantasy points across his last nine games. And you know what? He's eight and ten and fifteen on the season. So eight goals, ten assists, and he's a plus fifteen. I tell you what, that's that's a lot better, you know, efficiency than we're going to see from some of the defense that we're dumping in the back end of the show. So I would say that, yeah, you should definitely be optimistic about it. Yeah, you can be, you know, more cautious. But I mean, you look at his baseline scoring. He's playing a lot of minutes. He's getting a lot of shots on goal. And every now and again, he grabs some blocks. So I think like the shots on goal and, you know, the positiveness in, you know, is plus minus. I think those are pretty valuable, especially, you know, if you're dealing with some of the defense that, you know, we're going to be talking about in the back end of the show. Brady Shea is definitely a candidate to, you know, replace one of those guys on your roster. We'll get to them here in a bit. But, yeah, I, I have zero issues uh, grabbing him. Like I said, 33 percent rostered on Yahoo plus four. And the last day, so it's a very good chance that he's available to you. And yeah, there's been a bit of a downturn for Carolina, but I'm sure they're gonna, you know, kick it back into gear here. Um, they've been looking, you know, very good. So grabbing a good defenseman who's been efficient on a good team, I, I think he checks a lot of boxes here. Give me some, uh, give me some Brady Shea. Next up was someone who was in our stinking hot goalies segment last week, and he has stayed hot. Some of those candidates, some of those players, not so much. Uh, Ie Charlie Lindgren, um, I think uh, the who is it? The Buffalo goalie was sent down. Mm-hmm. He was sent. Yeah. Down. <laughs> What's mm-hmm. that? I don't know what in the that's all that ball. winning
1: streak. Yeah, yeah like a six-game winning streak.
0: He won six in a row. They send him down. Buffalo gets shut out for nothing, and I'm left holding a bag in the money line. Appreciate it, Buffalo. Hoping the Flyers don't do the same. But Nick, fantasy foot or fantasy hockey managers did not get the footnotes. He's eight percent rostered. They're they're not they're not listening. I don't I don't get it. He's got four straight wins. He's got 17.95 fantasy points per game across that stretch. What's not to like here?
1: Yeah, I really don't know what to tell you on that one. He's getting a lot of starts down the stretch. I know Carter Hart was injured, but even then he's still picking up starts. He's seeing a decent amount of shots, around 25 to 28. So not a terrible amount like some goalies see, you know, 35, 40. But he's securing the W's when he's getting in the net. Um, He's only lost one game, and that's to a – Pretty solid Carolina Hurricanes team, but I would definitely get on him for sure. And I could see him definitely stealing some starts from Carter Hart down the stretch here. If he's got the hot hand, because I know John Tortorella, he wants his guys to win. And if Carter Hart's not winning, he's not gonna start. And you've seen him as a coach do some crazy stuff. I know like there was a whole thing because he scratched Kevin Hayes or something, right? And he was the leading scorer. So yeah, you never know what he'll pull out of his what tricks he'll pull up the sleeve. And uh, I think Samuel Erson could definitely see some starts because of that. I know they've got a back-to-back at Boston and back at home against Anaheim. you got Washington a couple times. Definitely some uh, profitable games here, and I think definitely Erson could be profitable down the stretch. And only 8% rostered, he could be a really good streaming option too since he doesn't have that much uh, ownership. I think Mm -hmm. you can get him on and off your roster quick.
0: Yeah, so he's got a couple games left for this week. He's got the eleventh tomorrow. Yeah, a doubleheader essentially with Mm -hmm. Washington. I'm gonna assume that he's only gonna play one of those. So maybe he sits the next game but plays the next. Not sure how that'll roll out, but he should be owned. You know, for the the, these numbers aren't anything to kick away. That's for certain. Um, Mm -hmm. I know I've been dealing with goalie issues all season. It's it's pretty much just you know a revolving theme in fantasy hockey, right? Like at some point, your guys are either gonna get cold, they're gonna get hurt, whatever it is. I will certainly welcome some Sam Erson on my uh, on my roster, no doubt about it. All right, next up, we got uh, Matty Baneers of the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken are on fire. They're averaging over four goals a game through their last six games, or excuse me, five games. Uh, Baneers has been an absolute stud. He's got four goals in four straight games. He has three assists in that, la- in that stretch as well. And in his last 10, he has four goals, five assists, and is a plus seven. Across that stretch, he's averaging 8.94 fantasy points per game. Now, the downside is is that we're a little bit late on him. I picked him up yesterday when he was in like the 30% roster ship rate. He went up 11% after last Mm -hmm. night's action up against Montreal, where they won 4-0, and he, again, scored a goal and had an assist. He did that now in back-to-back games. He also has a total of seven shots on net in his last two games. He's having a pretty quietly efficient season. He's someone that I feel like I'm going to try to hold on to. You know, like Nico Heisher mm-hmm. was that guy for me and I'm still I'm still holding Nico. And that's in multiple spots. I feel like Baneers could be that next guy where I'm just like I'm just going to hold here until, you know, not even if he has a bad game. Like I'm not I'm not I don't think I'll 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 dump him because where well, they got Buffalo tonight then Boston then Chicago, Tampa and then Edmonton. They're kind of trading like, you know, good matchup, bad matchup, good matchup, bad matchup. So I don't think there's going to be a situation here for a bit you know, where I'm, I'm looking to dump him. What are your thoughts on this situation?
1: Yeah, I definitely think he's one of the more must-add guys on this list, and he's going away quick, and like you said, 11% roster in the last day, but 48% rostered. So it's almost a coin flip whether he'll be available in your league, but I think uh, Seattle down this stretch here could really steal some games. We saw them steal a big win against Edmonton down this stretch they've been on. They stole... A blowout 5-1 to one win against Toronto. I watched that mm-hmm. game, and I was really shocked. I like the way Bennear's played. Mm-hmm. And um, he's on the first line. He's on power play one. So there's a lot of upside there. Zai's the time's there. I don't see any reason why you shouldn't be adding this guy. And, yeah, I think Buffalo, he can get something going tonight. I haven't looked at his numbers yet. I like Chicago. I like the Edmonton matchup. I would even say I like the Tampa matchup at home. So I've definitely some good matchups down this coming stretch here. And I think that there'll be room for production for Beneers to produce. And while this team is hot, he's been hot. And so if they're staying hot, I would definitely stay on Maddie Beneers and uh, get him on the squadron.
0: Yeah, definitely a a solid ad for me. And, you know, because we are late, you know, we don't want to leave you guys holding the bag. Like we said, the Kraken, they're on fire right now, right? Like they've been scoring a lot. If Maddie Beneers isn't available, Jared McCann, Andre Burakovsky and Jordan Eberle are all available in the majority of fantasy hockey leagues on Yahoo. So McCann 28% rostered Burakovsky. He's a little bit closer to Baneers at 44% and that's a plus six in the last day. And then Jordan Eberle quietly at 22% rostered of these three here. If you can't get Baneers, if we're, if you're too late, you know, if we, if if we weren't on our game to get the, the info to the folks in a timely fashion, who would you recommend they go ahead and attack? McCann, Eberle, or Burakovsky?
1: It's a tough one. They both, ha- they all have a lot of upside to them, but I think I would go uh, Everly on yeah. this one. He's yeah. got less ownership because he is plus five in the last day, but he's mm-hmm. only 22% rostered. And overall, he's just got the better production and right. better ranking, for that matter, out of the other three, despite his low uh, ownership rate. Nine goals, 23 assists on the year with a plus 11. While wow. mm-hmm. Burakovsky has 11 goals and 22 assists, he's a minus six. And McCann, he, for, he's for he got 19 goals and eight assists, which may sound very appealing, but he's only a plus four. And so I think in category leagues, that uh, assist and plus minus category will be huge. And with Eberle, he is also on the first line with Beniers and Burakovsky, which Burakovsky was a close second in this race, but his ownership rates just a little high. I don't think he'll be as available and Everly is also on the first power play with Veneers and Daniel Sprong. And so definitely someone I would get on for sure. All these guys have been red hot. But if I had to pick one,
0: definitely Jordan Everly. Yeah, Jordan Eberly is the pick for me, too. If you look, him and Veneers, they actually have the same amount of points. It's just that uh, Eberly is more uh, proportioned to distributing the puck. He has nine goals, mm-hmm. 23 assists, 32 points. Veneers is, what, 15 and 17. So he's got you the know, exact same amount of points. And Veneers is a plus 10. And is a plus 11. I mean, that's that's where you just have to attack here is the efficiency. Whereas McCann, 19, 8, and 4. Not mm-hmm. as many shots on net as well. Burakovsky gets a lot of shots on net. Also, has, well, he actually has the most points, 33 total. But he's a minus 6, right? Like, I think any mm-hmm. of these guys are good options. But I feel like Burakovsky and McCann would be the ones that you're more likely to get off your roster more sooner than later. Eberle, mm-hmm. he's also got a lot of experience. He's been in the league, I, I believe, a little bit longer than the other two. Um, getting the puck to the net quite a bit, 86 shots on net to burakovsky's 91 and mccann's 71 so yeah he's definitely the play there for me and you know quietly at 22 rostered again the same amount of production it's just not as sexy because again he's look he's more of a you know pass first type of guy so definitely mm-hmm. someone that I'm, I'm ready to ride with here uh next up who isn't a seattle kraken player is mr evan rodriguez not a popular name in my book not not someone that mm-hmm. i'm absolutely looking to pick up but I give credit where credit is due, and I think there's some there available for Mr. Rodriguez. What do you you say?
1: Yeah, he's got that value right now, playing in the first line with McKinnon and Arturi Lekkinen. And and despite this little skid that the Avalanche have been on, he's been pretty good. He's got points in uh, five straight games, looking really solid, only 13% rostered. Not getting any power play time yet, but that could change. Like I said, Colorado's been on this skid, so you could see guys move in and out of the power play lines, and maybe Rodriguez gets a shot. But I like him nine goals, nineteen or nine assists on the year. He's got that uh, versatility with center, left wing, and right wing in Yahoo. So yeah, I would definitely grab him for sure.
0: I believe that's where I'm going with this: is the center, the left wing, and the right wing designation, on top of the minutes because he hasn't played less than 19 minutes, and I want to say about eight straight games. And in his last nine games, he has three goals and six assists. So he's been playing very well, point-per-game player, and he's averaging 9.1 fantasy points per game across his last nine. What I don't like is the inefficiency on the plus-minus. He's a minus-two on the season, and he's only a plus-one in his last nine. So helping himself offensively, not helping himself defensively, right? Most of these games, he's finishing at, at, a, at an even zero. But he had one game like up against Toronto where he's a minus-three, And then he made up for it in a win against Edmonton where they won actually three to two. And he was a plus three, meaning he was on the ice every time they scored and wasn't on whatsoever when they were scored against. So right now, this is kind of a stream type of option. Add him, drop him, feel him out, see how he goes. I love the matchups coming up here. Florida, Ottawa, Chicago, Detroit, all solid matchups and opportunities where if Rodriguez is playing the same amount of minutes, They're going to be meaningful minutes, uh, at least through this next week or the start of next week. So definitely someone that is on my radar. Again, not a popular guy in my book, not someone that I'm super high on, but give credit where credit is due. Uh, Also getting the puck to the net with a nice clip. Five shots his last game, uh, five total in his last two starts prior to that, and then six uh, on the 27th up against Arizona. So it's all about getting the puck to the net, creating opportunities. I like what I'm seeing out of Rodriguez right now. I'll fire him up. Uh, Next up is a returning player from injury, or at least he should be, uh, is Tyler Bertuzzi. Let's see what he's doing tonight. I'm already getting bent over by the Red Wings here. Bertuzzi is just a minus one on the evening, no points as of yet. But typically when he's in the lineup, he's partnered up with Dylan Larkin and Lucas Raymond on that top line. Obviously, Detroit, they haven't been the most desirable location for fantasy players this season. Uh, Any love for Bertuzzi on his uh, return from injury? Obviously, there's very little to see you know, from his production thus far.
1: Yeah, I could definitely show some love for him for sure. I think don't think he's going to right away come in and you score like all these goals. I think it's going to take time. And mm-hmm. so I would feel out the situation, get him in a few starts and see how he is because he's only 31% rostered. So he does have that flexibility to where you can get him in, see if you like him, see if he's going to produce in these matchups. But I think he's worth taking a shot on. His low ownership rate along with him being on the first line, like you said with Larkin and Raymond, and the first power play unit definitely give him some appeal for sure. And so I would have no problem giving him a shot and kind of just feeling out the situation. But right now, long-term, I wouldn't want to do anything until uh, I felt out the situation, saw that he can produce at a
0: high rate. So a similar situation that I'll compare him to is uh, Max Pessaretti, uh, now mm-hmm. with the, the Hurricanes. I grabbed him uh, prior to any start and he wound up putting in two goals in his second start. So this mm-hmm. is one of these w- more riskier ones and I and I'm not I'm not going to say that Max was like an easy hit. I just know what he can do when he's healthy, right? And he's going <laughs> in, into a very good situation with the Hurricanes who we just noted, they've won a lot of games consecutively. It's a very good situation cuz they're they're also just a team that runs four lines. So mm-hmm. getting him on that top line it, it just meant that I felt like, you know, their offensive know availability and opportunities were gonna be much higher. I don't feel as confident though with the Tyler Bertuzzi. So I'm with you. I'm probably gonna hold off, wait and see, put a check mark, click the star next to him, and maybe maybe watch a little bit and see what I can get out of them. Uh tonight they're winning. I God knows how they're playing Winnipeg. I mean they are mm-hmm. at home, uh, but Winnipeg been the much better team so far this season. I'm not happy right now, that's for sure. I've got Winnipeg on the plus one and a half and Mo Sider in the back end of the show. I'm going to be dogging, and here he is. I think he's got four effing assists right now. I'm, I'm losing oh my, my God. mind. I'm, I'm pulling my hair out. Like, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mo Sider, he's, he's got four points. He's a plus three, four assists. Like, what? where the hell did this come from? I just had to put him on the sheet. That's all mm-hmm. I had to do. Put him on the sheet. No big deal. Same thing happened mm-hmm. to poor Charlie Lindgren. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, peep, peep in the sheet. That's what happens. Don't peep the sheet, bro. You, you don't you don't want to know what's on here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Bertuzzi, it, it's, it's not really a sexy move. And again, it's the Detroit Red Wings. It's not as good of a situation, like I mentioned with Max with uh, the hurricane. So I'm going to hold off. Uh, I'm not adverse to owning me some Lucas Raymond, Bertuzzi, Dylan Larkin, when the engines are firing, they're just not a trustworthy mm-hmm. option right now, uh, rolling out a lot of Red Wings into your lineups. Uh, we do have another defenseman up here. Not the most efficient guy this season, but, you know, pretty pretty common name. A lot of people know him. Sean Dersey, L.A. Kings, 39% rostered. Uh, he's been looking pretty decent recently, but the body of work all season, it's kind of eh. He's got one goal, three assists in his last 10 games, but he is averaging 5.7 points per game across his last 11. The baseline scoring is there with the blocks and the shots on goal. Is is everything else good enough for you to get him on your roster, Nick?
1: Um, I think he's another one of those guys that's a streaming option. The production isn't appealing enough for me to want to commit to him long-term because I also know defensemen come and go on the team mm-hmm. as we'll kind of move on in the show later. Some guys that were really good. But Sean Dersey, I think uh, I think his production's good, and I don't think it's going to make the world of difference. I don't think it's going to hurt you. I think he's just kind of a middle-tier guy that mm-hmm. you can just toss in there if you need starts in the deeper league but he's just not there for me personally. His numbers aren't bad, and um, his ice time is there in the low teens to 20 minutes, but mm-hmm. just not a right
0: option for me right now. Yeah, he's still more of a role player for that defensive group. Someone that, yeah, I might pick up for a game, probably not too. I do mm-hmm. like his matchups uh, these next two games, San Jose and New Jersey. Now, New Jersey, they're they're probably going to lose to New Jersey, But New Mm -hmm. Jersey plays a lot of offense, right? So it's going to be going both ways. So I would expect the Kings to actually score a a handful of goals. Maybe Jersey can get involved there. But then he plays Dallas and then Nashville – Dallas been solid all year, Nashville, they're kind of surging right now. So like those two games, I really wouldn't be in on them. So if you need to fill a D spot, you know, for the rest of this week, these next two games, I don't hate the opportunity. You're just not going to be expecting out of this world production. But to be fair, like these last four games, I don't know if we've seen as good a stretch from him, 5.7, 9, 10.8 and 6.8 fantasy points. And he only has a goal and an assist through those four games. And he's a plus two. What he's doing is he's getting a good amount of blocks. There's only, I, I think, a couple of games in his last eight where he's had less than two uh, blocks. One, two, yeah, three. Three out of his last eight, he's had less than two blocks. So, you know, in his last game, he had five. You know, a couple of games before that, he had back-to-back games of three blocks. So, And then he also is, is getting shots on net. So that's a nice baseline scoring if you're playing in points-based. If you're not. It's going to be a little bit difficult to keep your head above water in like a category league, mm. running out Sean Dursey every night. So again, I'm with Nick, more of a stream option. I think these next two two games are pretty decent, but not a long term commitment. Not not co signing that. Uh, this next guy I might be a little bit more in on as far as uh, a long term option, uh, Keandre Miller. A little bit less on the availability side. He's at forty percent rostered. So in a lot of leagues, he's probably not going to be there, but he's been playing a ton of minutes and the production is, you know, pretty even keel in his last game. He had six shots on goal and three blocks. That's an, again, a nice baseline and he had an assist. What's your thoughts on uh, Keandre Miller?
1: Yeah, I think he's another similar situation to uh Dursey. I think uh, there's a lot of upside here, but what I don't like is I think just recently they took him off the first D pair. With uh, Adam Fox, and I know him and Ryan Lindgren were both kind of taking turns playing with Fox, and I think mm-hmm. that has a lot of value. And right now he's playing with Jacob Trouba, which isn't bad. I like the ice time, I like the production, but for me, just another guy down the stretch. I don't see myself holding him long term. I like some of these matchups here against uh, Minnesota, Dallas, Montreal on the road against Columbus, and then back at home against Boston. So I like his schedule but just another guy that's really not there for me personally. Um, so, yeah, I would pass on him. But definitely a good streaming option, though. I think uh, get him in a couple of these starts
0: here, and I think he'll uh, do good for you. I really don't mind it. He's got 6.4 fantasy points per game across his last 10, and he has two goals and five assists in his last 10 as well. Uh, really, it's it's the assists, and he has three in his last three games, so maybe that's what's you know piquing my interest here. Is he's mm-hmm. got a nice little point streak going. He's got three assists in three straight games, and then he had a goal in one of those games as well. So his last three totals, nine point 8.9, 14.4, obviously holding up the average a little bit here. Um, really like the minutes that he's playing, like the shots on goal, like the baseline block scoring. So I'm okay with it. I just don't like the inefficiency. He's a minus one in his last 10 games, and he's a minus one on the season. So I'd like to see that get a little bit better, but... To be fair, like the Rangers haven't been very good. I know Truba, his partner, was someone that I dumped early on this season because mm-hmm. he couldn't, you know, get his head out of the gutter. So, you know, if the team is going to turn the corner, I think Miller and Truba could be some solid ads to hold up, hold you out through uh, the end of the season. Obviously, it's going to depend on your, on your situation. Uh, next guy up here, kind of left him out of the Seattle Kraken conversation because I think it's uh, a good conversation on its own. Is our guy Eli Tolvinen of the Seattle Kraken? He returned from injury on the first of the year he's not playing a lot of minutes nick but damn is the production there five points last five games 10.8 fantasy points per game average through his last five games and he's a plus five since the new year he has not been on the ice when the other team has scored
1: yeah he's been really good coming over from nashville they actually put him on waivers and he just wasn't playing over there and so i don't think he was necessarily injured i think it was when oh, okay. he was there and he wasn't playing yeah but since he's gotten this fresh start and uh how the former first-round pick, has done really well for himself, has points in, was that, five of his last six? Yeah. and uh, Five the out only of five. Thing is, five out of five, sorry, yeah. I was going to say, I don't think he had a – no, he didn't have a point on the seventh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Outside that, every game he's had a point. But, yeah, he's been really good. And the only thing that's I'm skeptical with is the ice time. He's mm-hmm. almost similar to, like, a Stefan Nonsen that we talked about last week. Right. Uh, it was really hard to commit because ice time wasn't there. But I'd be willing to take a stab at him. I think only 6% rostered. Definitely someone that uh, brings a lot of value to the table. I, like I said, you can drop him and then be able to get him right back. Mm. I like some of these schemes coming up here for Seattle. I know talked about Buffalo tonight, but then mm. you have Boston on the road. That'll be a tough one. But then Chicago, I like Tampa at home. I like Edmonton on the road. So definitely some room for uh, Mr. Tolvanen to get something done. And I could also see, if this production continues, he could very well move up the lineup. Seattle's a really deep team this year. I know like they got guys like Yanni Gord and Bjorkstrand on the third line. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't even be surprised if you'd see a Tolvanen move up to the second line and play with Wenberg and McCann and you were to move down a Jaden Schwartz. But yeah, definitely a lot of upside for him. And I think, yeah, he could see... More ice time in the future here as the production continues.
0: The the Kraken have officially become like my West Coast team. I absolutely mm-hmm. love this team. And just a quick shout out to our picks: Maddie Beniers just scored mm-hmm. a goal. You had mentioned Yanni Gord; he has a goal in this game up against Buffalo. Tol, Tolvanen he's he's got a plus uh, plus one. All right, plus one and a shot on goal. So I'm not, I'm not backing down from it just yet. I, I'm loving it. The minutes aren't there. He's not on the ice a lot, but as you said, he just came over from Nashville. I was I was looking at his numbers. Seeing that he had five goals on the season, I was, I was just assuming that he had just returned from injury. Um, I had him last year in fantasy when he was on Nashville, and he's, he's pretty solid. I mean, he's, he can give you a nice little scoring surge in fantasy. He just needs to get the opportunity. And honestly, I'm not saying it's because he's there, but since he's started playing with the Kraken, they haven't mm-hmm. lost, and they're scoring all these goals that we're talking about.
1: <laughs> right? You know, if,
0: you, if you look to the new year, Four to one win, five to two to win, five to one win, eight to four over Ottawa and a four-zero shutout. And then right now they're up on the Sabres three to two. I'm absolutely I'm I'm loving this team. Uh Beneers was someone that I had added. I think it was, I don't know if it was the last week of the season or I had dabbled with him in the fantasy hockey playoffs last year. But you know, Mm -hmm. when they had just like originally brought him up at the end of the season, they obviously knew they weren't going anywhere. Hey, let's throw the kid out and see what he can do pretty common with like the younger players uh you know towards like the end of the season in march um so i've i've loved what i've seen from him i love this team Everly also has a goal nick i forgot to mention that we were talking about him over burakovsky or mccann burakovsky mm-hmm. does have two assists in this game so let's let's you know let's not just like toss him to the trash uh, mccann right. has no points but he does have a shot on goal so man like this this group is just so solid you had mentioned uh strand he has an assist tonight like all these guys honestly it's so funny like I, at one point or another, they've just been like a, you know, like a random stud for me in fantasy, like mm-hmm. a Yanni Gord or a Burakovsky last season when he was with um, uh, Colorado, or or Bjorkstrand when he was with, uh, what was it with Nashville last year? Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, these guys have been fantastic. So give me some Eli Tol- Tolvin. Call me nuts. The playing time's not there, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna bet that he keeps up this streak of production here. Uh, we had mentioned the Kraken before, how they're going to kind of trade good matchup, bad matchup going forward. So uh, tonight against Buffalo, I would have taken them. Boston, maybe a little bit colder, but then Chicago, Tampa, Edmonton. I, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing here. Hopefully the uh, the production keeps flowing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, during uh, this little stretch here, I've taken my turn with some
1: Kraken guys myself. I've gotten Vince Dunn and Adam Larson in, and they've nice. been really solid. I think Dunn has goals in back-to-back games. I'd have to mm-hmm. look. Yeah, yeah, he had goals in three straight, doesn't have one tonight, but he's got an assist, so he's been really solid. Adam Larson, he's been really solid as well. He gets a lot of blocks, a lot of pucks in the net. So, yeah, definitely two guys that I love on the, the Kraken team, and I think they're on the first D pair. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I can also agree with that Kraken West Coast team hype there because, yeah, I am loving every bit of them right now.
0: Oh, absolutely. Dunn has an assist tonight mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. All right, let's hit a quick word from the uh, the sponsors. Let's pay some bills here at halftime, and we'll be right back with uh, more fantasy hockey goodness. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. We're off. They're offering great promos, odds, and payouts, and they're all happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. Limited to, state avail- limited to state availability, excuse me. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700.
1: SGPN has teamed up with Homage for an NFL playoff challenge. The winner will get a $300 cash, $100 SGPN gift card, and a $100 Homage gift card. Homage has a ton of cool retro and throwback, officially licensed NFL gear. Check them out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com homage. For all the contest details to enter, download the SGPN app, and hit contest.
0: And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends, and right now you can play their fantasy football playoff best ball, The Gauntlet, with $1 million in prizes up for grabs. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL, i.e. fantasy hockey folks. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's a free $100 right there. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And we're back in. We're dialing it up. Next up here, we've got the Saad father, Brandon Saad, making his premiere on the waiver wire list for us this season. He's got 13 goals, five assists, and is a minus three on the season. But, Nick, buddy, is buzzing right now. Let us know what he's (laughs) doing.
1: Yeah, right now he's been hot as of late. But on a different note, I just was looking at Saad's lines on the penalty kill. And I was I opened Daily Face off trying to figure out where he's at. And it goes second penalty kill. And it says Thomas Grice is the second penalty kill center, which I just thought was hilarious. I figured I'd mention that.
0: That can't be correct.
1: That's not correct at all. Was playing that'd goal be, in center in the second PK.
0: That'd be awesome. But, uh, get, get him out
1: here. Buddy's going to mm-hmm. fight. Yeah, he's a multi-positional player out here. I love <laughs> it. But, um, yeah, I think Brandon Saad definitely has some value to bring to the table for sure. Has goals in four straight or five of his last six games here. 13 goals and five assists on the year. for um, He's got a minus three, only 7% rostered, plus three in the last day. But he brings a lot of the value to the table as this St. Louis team is beat up. You're talking Ryan O'Reilly's out of the lineup, Vladimir Tarasenko. Their defensive core is just ripped to shreds. And so I think you're going to see a lot more of Brandon Saad. Currently sitting on the second line with Braden Shen and Ivan Barbashev. I think he brings a lot of value to the table. And definitely someone I think could be a hold candidate if uh, this scoring keeps up. I like the schedule. You got a couple matchups with Calgary here. Calgary been kind of a shaky team this year. Tampa at home, Ottawa, Nashville. They're going to be at home for the next nine days here. And in that span, they've got five games looking forward to all of them for the blues and I think Brandon sod can
0: definitely produce in all of those games I'm gonna listen to that part where you completely dog the blues like on repeat after this <laughs> I got really I, I was getting really excited mm-hmm. sod's got goals in five of his last six games I said he's got 13 goals in the season well through his last eight he's got half of them he's got six <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah buddy is buzzing he's on fire nine points in his last eight games. 9.4 fantasy points in his last eight like nick had mentioned team is pretty dismantled right now with injuries come the end of those periods sod will probably revert to more of a bottom six role and you're not going to see this type of scoring but i just love to see that it's there dude mm-hmm. still got it you know we're blackhawk fans mm-hmm. on this show so you know when, when we see the sod father actually doing something rather than just moseying around the bottom six and throwing his butt around every uh, every so often on somebody you know it's 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 refreshing mm-hmm. Uh, especially these shots on goal uh three one four three three one three three two like that's his last eight that's solid that's that's not what we've seen from him this season so and I I like the nice little turnaround he's a good ad for now you're gonna drop him at some point though he's he's mm-hmm. not gonna stick around forever enjoy it while it lasts let it ride yeah uh normally next we we tank
1: oh I was gonna go say ahead. normally tank on the blues but you can't really too much you know Brandon Saad. Being a former Blackhawk, if it was anyone else in this group like Braden Shen or Robert Thomas, yeah, we're tanking on the Blues all day. But has Robert Thomas here.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not Robert Thomas's year. That was last year. That was fun. That was that was mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> not oh this yeah, season. not this mm-hmm. season. Yeah, I was looking at who was the other guy that I liked last year with them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh Pareko, Pareko was solid mm-hmm. last year. This year, dog, dog mm-hmm. poo, absolute dog poo. Mm-hmm. All right, next up we've got Mister Gabriel Velardi. He's got pretty nice numbers this season. Hasn't been scoring as of late. I think he's got, yeah, he's got three goals in his last 11. That's not bad, but he's got 16 goals in the season, 13 assists. He's a plus five. The last 11 games are pretty decent, I guess. He's got, you know, 10 points in his last 11, three goals, seven assists, 8.16 fantasy points per game. Uh, And he he did have a pretty big game the other night against Vegas, uh, three assists, but I don't know. Some something about the numbers and like the, the inconsistent minutes of playing. I feel a little bit more risk adverse with Villardi. What what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think with the minutes, it's because he's sitting on the third line right now with uh Blake Lazat and Kevin Fiala, which mm-hmm. is a really good third line, but then he's also on power play one. So I think that's why his uh, minutes are really back and forth. But I mean, I I could show him a little bit of love. He's looked good. Down the stretch here, he's had a good stretch of games. Uh, the plus-minus hasn't been there, but the points have been there for the most part. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think he's good at a drop guy. I mean, nothing really too special to hold on to for too long. But you've got the next few games at home here. You got the Edmonton or sorry, San Jose at home, New Jersey at home, Dallas at home. I think uh, San Jose and Dallas. I think he can get something going. But, yeah, not really a long-term guy for me. Not someone I'm looking at, you know, doing a lot in the future for uh, fantasy hockey-wise.
0: Right. Yeah, he's not going to get on my team, I don't think. Um, I mean, like my recent pickups, I think I I already mentioned Maddie Beniers, uh, Passeretti. guys both have goals today, no big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like those those are the type of trendy guys that I'm looking for. And I know before I mentioned Passeretti, obviously, like he's actually returning from injury – but we we know what he can do. Like, you know, you, you know if you follow hockey, that should have been just an easy grab, even if he was at 2% with no production, right? Mm-hmm. Veneers, a little bit more of a different trend type of play. But, I mean, it's, it's just too inconsistent for me. Like, there's always a decent amount of separation of his scoring and just a lack of playing time. So, yeah, he's just not someone that excites me. And, and like, I, I don't hate the body of work. Like I said, 16 goals, 13 assists this season. It's pretty solid. Um, but the Kings in general just aren't, like – They're hot, they're cold. You know, they've won a couple of games here. I don't know if I trust them to, you know, go in and like, you know, win the majority of like their next handful of games. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold off on them. Just not someone that overly excites me. These next two players, historically, they've been exciting, but haven't done anything yet. They've been hurt, you know, all this season so far. We're looking at Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson. Nick, do you see any glaring? Issues here between these two players so far. Looking at the sheet here, what's interesting um, about these two?
1: Yeah, they only played. They both played about the same amount of ice time within their first game because um, mm-hmm. they've only been on one game of the year. Granted, it was a one nothing win, but yeah, right. you see Backstrom fourteen oh three, Wilson fourteen ten, and these mm-hmm. guys like Backstrom. He's centering the first line with Connor Sheary and Ovechkin. Tom Wilson's on the second line with Kuznetsov and Strom. And, uh, yeah, you got uh, Backstrom on the first power play and Wilson on the second power play. So I don't understand why they're only playing 14 minutes. Maybe it's, you know, them trying to ease back into it or something. Mm -hmm. They don't want to, you know, get them hurt right away. But, yeah, I think the ice time is definitely a big concern
0: there in the first game back. If you were just drafting these guys and they're both healthy, who would you go with? I would go with Nick Backstrom, right? And that's and 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 I think that's like the common answer here, right? I think like that's mm -hmm. what most people would say. Yeah. Yet Nick Backstrom is owned at thirty percent, thirty-seven percent roster roster rate. Tom Wilson is at fifty-seven. What are what are people doing? That's 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 where I was Mm -hmm. going with that, just to kind of straighten us out there. Mm -hmm. Backstrom plus seven in the last day. Wilson, he's a plus two in the last day, meaning that people were even on him more so. I, I I I don't get the uh, the lack of parity here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Backstrom's I mean, going to be the guy that I'm going to look to target. The guy that I'm going to look to stash. He is very similar to what I would like the the Passeretti play. Adding him, mm-hmm. I think that's a very similar uh, approach there. Tom Wilson, I feel like, is the guy that you kind of wait on because his game is, you know, playing physical, going to the net, and he's looking to get the puck to Ovechkin. Like you know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like. That, that's what he's looking to do. He's a run him up. He's not a run em up guy. He's a fill em in guy. You know that, that's right. what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, big body present in front presence. Excuse me in front of the net, throwing his weight around. I I just don't understand it. I mean, Backstrom only thirty seven percent rostered. I want every bit of that. That that's the guy that I want. At a consolation prize, I might take Tom Wilson after he does some stuff. But because he doesn't have that, just pure scoring talent. I don't think he's someone to get in on like a Backstrom or a Passeretti or somebody like that.
1: Right. And, yeah, with Tom Wilson, I'm surprised he's not on the first line right now. Normally you would see him and Ovechkin right beside each other and even Kuznetsov up there with Ovechkin. But I think a lot will change once these guys get more games under their belt. But, yeah, definitely surprising that especially their play styles are so much different. Backstrom has been notorious for always having a lot of assists always dishing Ovi, the puck, whoever the puck. Wilson, like you said, he has that more filament kind of style, gets to the front of the net, gets to the dirty areas. He doesn't Mm -hmm. always produce the most, which is why it's surprising to me that, yeah, he's almost almost 60% rostered. Almost 60% of fantasy hockey owners have been stashing Tom Wilson. That's crazy to me.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just don't see, like, the big allure. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. especially when Backstrom is just sitting right there. Obviously, neither of them Mm -hmm. have done anything this season. So you can only go off of what you know about both of them. And I think Mm -hmm. what we know about Backstrom is he's a better hockey player, higher IQ, better puck facilitator, better shooter, just scorer in general. So, yeah, guys, you're asleep at the wheel. Wake up. Mm -hmm. You're going to hit something. My goodness. Killing me, fantasy hockey community. Killing me. Right. All right, let's jump out of the waiver conversation. We're now talking about dumping defensemen. These are specifically defensemen that have not been so hot as of late. Some of them have a little bit more name value of others, and some of these names you might be a little shocked about, especially if you're watching the Detroit Red Wings tonight. F mm-hmm. you, Moe Come on, man. Does he have another point? They have six goals. Oh, thank God. Thank Sider God has- I took...
1: I would never have expected to take who so, but I took him just to get an extra goalie game, but nice. it looks like he's going to lock down a win.
0: Well, maybe. I mean, he's still got four goals against here. I'm just begging for the Jets to to cover the puck line. I don't think I'm going to get my shot. They were. They were. They got their third period goal, and then, again. And the inefficiency of Hellebuck tonight is just driving mm-hmm. me nuts. 19 shots. He's got six goals against. Like The Jets are completely outplaying the Red Wings. They've got 27 shots on net. I hate All when right. this happens, but that's hockey. All right. First guy up. First defenseman worth dumping. <clears throat> Shane, ghost is fair. He's got nine goals, 17 assists on the season, but he's a minus seven on the year. Doesn't necessarily reek of consistency or efficiency. Uh, dump, trade, sell. What What are your thoughts about ghost?
1: Uh, I'm dumping him right now. I think uh, he's almost on the brink between try and trade and dump, but With his uh, fantasy hockey roster rate going down 2% in the last day. A lot of owners see that red and they go, they just don't want any of it. And especially being on Arizona, you lose so much value. Like, I think he could be really good in another team and another in a winning market. I think you bring him into a market, let's say like, um, like a New York or a Colorado or even like an Edmonton, I think he would be really good.
0: Nick, don't put him in Edmonton. Oh, my God.
1: But, no, I'm saying I think in a winning market, when he's playing a more more to his role, I think he's more of a top four, top six guy over sure. here. He's like the go-to guy with Chickering. I think you move him into another market where he can play that the role that he's really good in, which is that top four role, I think he would be a lot better. But right now in Arizona, he is just terrible. I mean, There's really not a lot of upside that you can bring to the table with Arizona. Um, he, the ice time is there for him, but just, yeah, that's really all he's got. Definitely a dump for me.
0: Well, they, I, the only reason I say no to Edmonton is they have a four-goal differential in the season. They've scored 147 goals. They've allowed mm-hmm. 143. Um, obviously, Phoenix, worse off, they're a minus 37 on the year. I just don't think that situation specifically mm-hmm. – like really improves like, you know, how he's he's still gonna get exposed to the other teams, you know, decent shooters mm-hmm. and they're still allowing a lot of goals on the season. They're sure. the bottom four in their division as far as goals against.
1: Yeah, I'd actually say more of a Toronto actually in yeah, that respect. Toronto's more beat up and they could definitely use a defenseman. I think you could probably get like a second round pick back in that Arizona mm. team trying to rebuild. They also want to tank for Connor Bedard, similar to our Blackhawks. Nope, but it's hard, it. you know, it's to hard when our Blackhawks have won black-to-back games. Like, beating Arizona and then beating Calgary, you just don't see it too often. Yeah, you but we still
0: have, have a we have a two-game edge, I believe. We've only won 10 games, which is the least amount mm-hmm. in the league. So, eventually, mm-hmm. yeah, you win some games. But we also got Kaner Hurton. So, I mean, hopefully they just mm-hmm. shut him down, and that'll help the, the tank out a lot more. But, mm-hmm. yeah, with, with, with Ghost, I mean, this is an easy dump. I mean, he's 64% rostered, though, so – People are rostering him just as much as they're rostering Tom Wilson, and Tom Wilson hasn't even done anything. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a weird ownership rate. I don't think he should be valued as high as he is. Nine goals, 17 assists. Yeah, that's cool, but he's a minus seven, which is not so cool. Get him off your rosters. Not a fan. Um, this guy is actually a plus seven on the season, but he doesn't really do a lot of offensive scoring, especially as of late. Noah Hannafin of the Calgary Flames, and he is 66% rostered. What are you doing with Mr. Noah?
1: Um, I think in this situation, just depends on the league. I think in category leagues, where shots on goals, blocks, and hits, I think he does okay in those categories. But in a points league respect like ours, definitely a drop in my books. I think that uh, he just doesn't get enough done offensively to, for me to want to keep him, especially with some of these other guys that we've talked about in the show. They definitely edge out a guy like Noah Hannafin for sure. And, yeah, there's just not as much value really keeping him to the table in a points league, but a categories league with shots on goals, blocks, and hits. I think he adds a lot more to the table, and he's not in the first power play unit. He is on the second, though, with Pani on the point, so, but I would prefer him to be on the first power play unit if I was looking for any more value in him. So, yeah, definitely someone I would drop for sure.
0: Yeah, not someone I'm interested in whatsoever. He's got 13 assists, but he doesn't have an assist since the new year. He doesn't have any goals in his last 10 games. Uh he's a minus 4 in his last 4. And what was it? Minus 0.2, 2-1, two, 1.9 in his last 4 games. He hasn't even gone over 3 points, you know? So I just feel like mm-hmm. he's a guy that is a fringe roster player already. Right now he's on the bottom side of uh of that option, so he's got to go. You, you got to dump him right now right next up moritz Sider. he has 11 assists on the season he has four tonight he peeped a sheet i don't know what happened he's got one point like in his last 11 games he's not doing anything i traded him early on the season out of frustration for um damn it he plays for nashville was it niederreiter uh, i'll tell you in a couple of seconds yeah. it was a decent it was a decent deal that i just i could not shy away from oh philip forsberg that's what it was philip forsberg for mo cider and i'm making out like a king 16 and 20 still a minus four but man i'll take it versus mo's minus 16 now minus 12 after tonight at least thus far you know he's he's having a he's having a decent night but man i mean obviously we've been talking about how good of a night he's having has he saved himself or you are it does has he earned another day on your team nick because i'm still ready to say see you later
1: yeah, I think one day, I think, just doesn't do the world of difference. I think, I think that he still has some trade value because 86% of fantasy owners still own him, and it's 14% of the other teams, they just don't own him, which is crazy to me that 86% of teams still own this guy when he's only got two goals, 11 assists, and a minus 16. So I think with his ownership rate being that high – I think it shows there is still some value, and I think you might be able to get something back for him. Nothing too spectacular, but I definitely think there he's probably a trade guy rather than a drop player.
0: I don't know, man. I feel like in a in a 10 team league, this is an easy drop. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I other than this game, and maybe I can go and just like get his exact points for tonight. He's got yeah, oh my god. He's got 26.7 fantasy points tonight. Tonight, he doesn't have that totaled across one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Last seven games, he hasn't totaled that much. You're pushing it at eight because eight games Mm -hmm. ago, he had 10 fantasy points where he had no points whatsoever. He was a plus two, two shots on goal, and had five blocks. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like he's not doing anything. I am going to fade tonight's production. He is now two goals with an extra and an extra four assists on his 11. So he's up to 15 assists and he's only a plus two tonight. So while he's been on the ice four times while they've scored, he's also been on the ice two times while he's been scored against the Jets. Are in the power play. Let's go get it going, Mm -hmm. boys. Come on now. I just want them to cover, please cover. But yeah, I'm not buying into tonight's production yeah sure if you can you know sing a song for him like i did dude i have no idea how that person did that it was just too early in the season i want to say that mm-hmm. was literally in like week two or three mm-hmm. I, I could never do the same deal right now that would never oh happen. hell no no yeah, that yo know, no the league would burn me down they'd kick me out if, if they didn't get to veto it you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that, and honestly like it, w- it wouldn't be a fair trade and you know fantasy should be fun and unfair trades aren't fun so mm-hmm. i wouldn't even be about it so Again, I'm fading tonight. I'm going to call it an anomaly. Like I said, Jets are still out playing the Red Wings. Hopefully they can get within one goal here, but I'm going to you know, not overly overreact, <laughs> I should say, to tonight's action. So I'm going to hard pass for me tonight mm-hmm. on most cider in general. Uh, next guy up, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, John Klingberg does not look good in an Anaheim Ducks jersey. He looked much better in Dallas uh, like he has in recent years. Five goals, eight assists. Nick, my goodness, he's a minus 24 on the season. 41% rostered is still too much for me. This guy should be mm. 10 and under at minus 24. How can you trust this guy any given night? Cecil. Cecil. Yes, so he that's sucks. Cool. He's not yeah. good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is uh,
1: He's not good at all. He is really struggling in, Anah- in Anaheim now. Um, Dallas, a lot of really good production playing alongside Miro Heiskin and now in Anaheim. He's got to play more of a role. Not good at all. Like you mentioned, five goals, eight assists, minus 24 on the campaign. He does not have that never lose again mentality in him, I don't think. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's just having a rough year. He's had He had a couple games on the stretch here, I'll give him that, but nothing consistent at all. Not even breaking 20 minutes a game, and especially when you're getting paid $7 million, you should be breaking 20 minutes a game, not even doing that. No, so yeah, definitely, is
0: what he's doing with that 7 million dollars.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, you can see his like yeah, coloring now. He's looking a little tanner. But yeah, definitely definitely a pass option for sure.
0: Yeah, he's a major dump candidate. Mm-hmm. Um and like I said, 41%, that's not the majority of fantasy hockey, but that's too high. He mm-hmm. has half like, half of his shots on goal is the same rating of his plus minus. So he's a minus 24 and he's got 53 shots on net. Like there's got to be some type of advanced stat correlation there that we're missing out on. Uh John Klimberg, the advanced stats are in. He's bad. <laughs> it's like not very good at hockey right now. Um right. I mean, he's getting up there in age, like by all means. And the ducks are just bad. Like they're one of the worst in the league. They're trying to get Bedard up there. I ain't gonna yeah. have sons of bitches. But yeah, he's he's an easy dump candidate. Shouldn't be owned, should be on waivers. If he is somehow on your team, I don't care. How many teams are in your league? You get him off, man. You got to get off of him immediately. Even you're talking like a 30 team league, yeah. Just get rid of him, <laughs> I, dude. I, I don't care what the option is. I, I'll, I'll take a, you know some call ups over him, or I'll just leave the defense spot empty. I'll just run three. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm good. Well, yeah, you had the one year you ran too. Well, yeah, but I would rotate in the third. I would always, I would always mm-hmm. rotate in a third, but I would only. It was uh, Theodore. And, and uh, Martinez. Yeah, exactly. And Alec Martinez. Oh, that was, that was, that was some good times. <laughs> and then I did it with uh, Petrangelo and uh, Martinez, I think, after that.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you had a, you. had That was your thing. You just ran 2-3-D. And, yeah, you're better off doing that than uh, running well, John Klingberg, get yourself an extra forward.
0: Well, ab- absolutely. But now I'm just on it, and I'm just picking mm-hmm. good defense. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, just, I, I'm just loading up on my dudes, so. Uh, Next guy up here we've got is Mackenzie Wieger. Now, he is owned at a much higher clip, 69% rostered. Um, Nothing here excites me, Nick. One goal, nine assists, plus three on the season. I think there's too much inconsistency in the scoring. Excuse me. He's got 10 points on the season, and he has three of them in his last four games. Like, I don't see the appeal here.
1: Yeah, if he had a lower ownership rate, I could see him being, like, a streaming option. But he's 69% roster, which is, again, wild to me that at least, like, 60% of those people probably aren't even playing right now and just have him sitting on his roster. But, yeah, not a lot for him there. Only one goal this year, nine assists. uh, It's plus-minus plus-three. Yeah, really uneventful player, Um, not even on first power play unit. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely someone to walk away from for sure.
0: And he just lost to Chicago. So there's that. What does that tell you? Well, that, I mean, mm-hmm. that game was just like, that That was criminal. I'm sorry for mm-hmm. Calgary to lose. And Kane wasn't even in the lineup. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I know Lucas Reichel got called up. He had a pretty good game, had mm-hmm. a, a, was his goal the game winner? Uh, he he had, in overtime.
1: It, uh, yeah, they, I think Domi won in overtime. But Lucas yeah. Reichel scored his first goal on like a through the leg shot or something.
0: No, it was like a weird – he had like a through the legs pass to the point mm-hmm. and then they fired it on net and he got like the rebound or something. I don't know. I, well, I saw the replay of it and people were all excited about it. I'm like, this doesn't look that good. What do? You, what's the big deal about this? Yeah, Markstrom looked like he was having a hard time there. Whatever. Popping all over the place. Yeah, that's my guy, Markstrom. Uh, he's looking good tonight. He's up three to one. But, yeah, he lost to the freaking Blackhawks, killing me. Huh. All right, next guy up here, we have uh, Jacob Chitron of the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, been a little bit offensively uh, centered. He's got five goals, 13 assists, and is a plus five on the season. But he is a minus uh, six in his last four games, Nick. I, I think the ship has sailed. Yeah, he
1: he was out for a while, I remember. And he came back looked really solid a lot of teams picked up on it in fantasy. But now he's falling back to earth. It's Arizona. No one's going to stand their high horse too long, and mm-hmm. that applies to Jacob Chickering. Similar to uh, the same both Shane Goss, the spirit. They are the first D pair, and I think you get him to a different market where um, you could get some picks back in Arizona. Like I know a lot of teams have talked about getting him. I know Philly was in the discussion. Toronto was in the discussion for them. But, mm-hmm. yeah definitely someone that's uh in the wrong place for sure in arizona and yeah just not a lot going for him at all
0: yeah i'm i'm completely off of him and and arizona is just not a good option for for anybody you know like i mean clayton keller maybe is like the only mm-hmm. rosterable player and and mm-hmm. you've heard me say not very many nice things about him in the past yeah. um actually it's you know small. what to get back i, I think i think vajmelka is probably the best fantasy option on the team because He just gets so much, so much run. He gets Mm -hmm. just so much consistent work. Some, so many shots on net. Like even if he lets in three or four, which is obviously not a very good game. Believe me, there's games he lets in more. um, Mm -hmm. He's always getting action. The defense in front of him. Well, the whole team in front of him just bad. Right Right. now they're tied up one, one to one. It's already halfway through the first. So and he's already got ten shots on goal. We're only halfway through the first period. Like you know that pace puts him on literally like for. Sixty shots in the game, like right. This Mm -hmm. this team is terrible. Thirteen and twenty-one on the season. Uh, Man, I do not want to see them creep down into that first pick territory because I saw Austin Matthews saying about he would sign in Arizona. Oh my God, if they got Bedard and Matthews, I'd be losing my shit.
1: The whole NHL would because they're talking about like trying to get their grow their marketing because they have no market at all and do all this stuff to put them back on the map or put them on the map. Period. And What's so if so? you had those two guys, like they, that would be a hockey hotbed. And all 5,000 oh. of those seats at Mold Arena would be buzzing.
0: Uh, I hope that happens. I hope he goes there. Not Bedard, mm-hmm. but that would be hilarious. Uh, because he wants to go there from, because he's from Arizona. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's from Phoenix, right? So mm-hmm. I would love for that to happen. And then they're like, you know what? Sorry, it's just not working out. We're going back to ATL, baby. Thrashers, let's go. <laughs> Imagine. Dude, that would be so. That would be so tight. I love the Thrashers jerseys. I'm, I'm very sad that they didn't get to stick mm-hmm. around. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. That would be. That well, would I've be he- cool to see, see. somebody like that uh, mm-hmm. make a comeback.
1: Yeah, I've heard them talk about some cities for expansion franchise. I know, um, what was it, Houston and Austin in Texas? They were in the running. I know Quebec City was in the running, but I, personally, Quebec. I personally I think Indianapolis would be perfect.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Indy in, Indy's an interesting one just because hockey actually is pretty big in Indiana, more than people mm. would believe. The only issue is, is that I, I don't know, like I, I don't know how many like of the surrounding areas are going to kind of come into Indianapolis to see them, you know, like southern Indiana. Mm. hockey's not as big. Northern Indiana, it's, it's very big, uh, especially like in like South Bend and northwestern mm. Indiana. So I don't know. That, that would be interesting. I don't know if they'd have like the complete state draw. I like Houston mm. a lot. Houston is a yeah. very big city. Dallas isn't far. I feel like you would have you know, kind of like a split market because everyone's just like, oh, Dallas Stars, Dallas Stars. I feel like mm-hmm. that kind of opens it up. And Quebec City, that's a very interesting one. I think that's the one I'd probably like to see the most other mm-hmm. than the Thrashers because I want to see those yeah. jerseys come back.
1: Mm-hmm. And, yeah, with Indiana too, you've got like the two ECHL teams. You've got Fort Wayne Comets and the sure. Indy Fuel. you got Notre Dame there, a lot of college hockey in the area. And so I think, yeah, you put a team in Indianapolis. I think you'll get a, draw, a lot of draw from uh, Illinois. I know mm-hmm. Kentucky isn't that far. It's like a couple hours. Uh, fans coming over from Ohio. Because I think about it, and it's like that one city that's like kind of a hockey hop at this right in the middle of all these mm-hmm. big cities that doesn't have that's a true. team. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Because you got Columbus over here, you got Chicago here, you got Detroit up here, Nashville down here. They're just kind of mm-hmm. in the middle.
0: Well, yeah, I, mean, I think Chicago fans would definitely travel well for that. But um, mm. what really piqued my interest, what you'd said was uh, Illinois, like Central Illinois, mm. they're dying for a hockey team because going from Central Illinois up to Chicago is mm. way worse than just driving over to Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. All right, we got a couple of guys left here. This next name is pretty big, Aaron Ekblad. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. Aaron Ekblad has been one of my favorite fantasy assets in in seasons past win healthy cuz he always gets hurt on me. He's a minus 17 on the year nick and he's only got 16 points. He has less points than he does plus minus. I 93% rostered a ton of name value here. I don't know who's going to trade for him. Like I don't know who's willing to give up anything remotely valuable for him. I'm done. I mean like mm-hmm. what what are you going to gain by holding on to him?
1: Yeah, you're not really going to gain much and there's not really a lot you can get unless you want to trade. Mo side of Aaron, for Aaron Eckblad straight up, which <laughs> would I, never <laughs>
0: – Like, like that's not that much of an upgrade, to be honest with you. I yeah. Mean, Mo's now it's got more, apparently
1: more assists, but, I mean – More just if, a swap. Yeah, you're not going to upgrade anything mm-hmm. really. And um, I think he might be able to come around, but this Panthers team, they're just on the decline for sure. and Yep. Definitely missing the playoffs, and it's crazy. Because they made that trade um, with Montreal to get Ben Sherratt back, uh, I think, yeah, last year before the playoffs of the trade deadline. But Florida's pick isn't top five protected or top three protected. So could you imagine if Florida falls all the way down the standings and, you know, they're getting a top five pick like, you know, Bedard, Adam Fantilli, one of these big names and they mm. lose it to Montreal because they didn't protect the pick, I just think that would be hilarious. I love
0: it. I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, not impressed with the Florida Panthers this season. A couple of decent assets on their team for fantasy, but Aaron Eckblad, he ain't it. Sorry. And like I said, someone that I love. I love me some Aaron mm. Eckblad, but th- this ain't it. This this ain't his year. If you can, get someone to sing a song for him, by all means. Trade him. Like Get him off your team, but... I don't think anyone should be wagging any fingers or giving you a hard time about dropping Aaron Eckblad, given this production. Brady, I, I would take Brady Shea over Aaron Eckblad every day, at least based on this season's production. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to ride with him all day, every day over Aaron Eckblad. So that's where I'm at with him. Easy drop, in my opinion. And then lastly here, we have Evan Bouchard, who is coming off a strong performance in his last game up against the Kings. Had two assists, but he is a minus 11 on the season. I'd already mentioned the kind of ebbs and flows of the Edmonton Oilers. You know, one game they're good, one game they're bad. But most of all, they don't have a strong goal differential, Goal differential, and Evan Bouchard headlines their D-line. I'm out. What say you? I'm so out. This team's just
1: such a hot mess right now. You have two of the best players in the world in McDavid and Dreisaitl. They still can't pull together to win hockey games or even be in a playoff spot for that matter. They're in and out of the wild card. Yeah, and with Bouchard sitting on a third deep hair roll on a team like this with Broberg, um, ice time-wise, it's he's getting some ice time in, good, in some games, but a lot of the games just now. Uh, but in, against Colorado, he only saw 12 minutes. Yeah, 15, 19 minutes. No upside at all here. Just Yeah, just a victim in this dumpster fire here. He... Yeah, nothing going for this guy at all. It's crazy means fifty-six percent roster.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't get it. There's so much inconsistency in his scoring. Yeah, in this last game he had sixteen point nine fantasy points, but the games prior 2.8, 0.9, negative negative zero point four, two, minus one, one, minus one point one, and then December twenty-first, the bookend of good production, fourteen point seven. So bef- mm. prior to last night, he didn't have a game over five. Fantasy points since before Christmas. Irresponsible, right. irresponsible. Winnipeg. They finally narrowed the gap, but I, I, I blew one of my picks on the uh, the total of Tampa Bay and Columbus. So I digress. Good night. Not a great night. Mm-hmm. All right. you have anything to share before we head out? Yeah. Check me
1: out on Twitter. Face off with OZ. Talk NHL, fantasy hockey, anything hockey over there, as well as ONU Tigers hockey on Twitter. Follow me and what I'm doing in the college hockey world. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, playing up against Illinois State this weekend. They really dogged on us earlier in the year. So looking for some redemption. We haven't been in the win column, but we've had a lot of close games. Five of our last six games have been one-goal games. So looking to pull out a couple W's this weekend. And, yeah, looking forward to the rest of the week of NHL action and some, yeah, good matchups this week and coming in hopefully for another win on the fancy hockey season
0: yes sir yes sir you can find me on the twitter machine at sgpnjb take care be well be good and if you can't be good i don't care be good at it let's go